We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Go episode 689 of the Al Galdi podcast. It is Tuesday, October 31st, 2023. It is NFL trade deadline day 2023. It is Halloween 2023. A happy Halloween to you and yours. You know, I've said that my six year old son is dressing up as an astronaut for this Halloween. Did you see what Commander's quarterback Sam Howell? dressed up as on Monday. Fellow Commanders quarterback Jacoby Brissett on Monday hosted 50 patients from Children's National Hospital and their families for a Halloween fashion show at the Commanders Indoor Practice Facility at the team facility in Ashburn, Virginia. A very nice event. Uh, But Sam dressed up as an astronaut. So, hey, maybe this means that my son will be the commander starting quarterback in 20 years. Who knows? Hello and welcome to this Tuesday installment of the Al Galdi podcast. A salute to the skies in honor of the great Frank Howard, maybe the greatest hitter in Washington, D.C. baseball history. Uh, Frank Howard, the former Washington Senators outfielder and first baseman, we on Monday found out that he had died. Uh, Frank Howard was 87. His nickname was Hondo. Uh, Hondo played for the Senators from 1965 through 1971. Uh, They became the Texas Rangers in 1972. But uh, Frank Howard, over his time as a Senators player, had four consecutive regular seasons, each with at least 36 home runs, 1967 through 1970. If you want to go sabermetrics, Frank Howard from 1968 through 1970 had an OPS plus of at least 170 for each regular season. That is sensational. OPS plus is OPS on base percentage plus slugging percentage that is adjusted for a player's league at home ballpark. 100 is average. Above 100 is good. An OPS plus of 170 in each of three consecutive regular seasons is spectacular. You know, there is something appropriate about the announcement of Frank Howard's death happening on Monday. Uh, Monday was October 30th, 2023, four years to the day of the Nationals winning the 2019 World Series. Rest in peace, 
Hondo. Uh, well, Frank Howard was a product of Ohio State. Are the commanders on this NFL trade deadline day going to be trading another product of Ohio State, edge defender Chase Young? Or maybe the team is going to be trading edge defender Montez Sweat. Who else on the commanders might get traded? What if the team trades nobody? Uh, my friends, this is a day of intrigue uh, with the commanders being just three and five in this NFL regular season, a mere one and five since a two-and-doze start. Next segment, I will discuss where we stand with the commanders in regards to this NFL trade deadline, including what head coach Ron Rivera at his uh, day after the game press conference on Monday afternoon had to say about the commanders in terms of the trade deadline. Look, Ron refused to say much of anything, although he did offer a blunt and uh, accurate assessment of the commander's defensive line this season. I'm going to then talk about what was a very good performance for the commander's passing off offense in the 38-31 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles at FedEx Field on Sunday afternoon, off comments from Ron on Monday afternoon, including why and how, to me, this commander's season is a success if Sam Howell plays well, regardless of anything else. And I will be getting into various other commander's items from the game and from what Ron said on Monday afternoon, including more on the commander's brutally bad Pass defense. Ron on Monday afternoon addressed why the heck corner Emmanuel Forbes Jr. on Sunday afternoon got matched up with receiver A.J. Brown multiple times. Uh, Ron also explained the commander's terrible blown coverage on that fourth quarter 38-yard touchdown reception by Eagles receiver Devontae Smith. Uh, And Ron addressed, sort of, uh, the replay challenge that wasn't but should have been uh, on that third quarter, fourth and four, 17-yard reception by Devontae Smith that uh, really was not a reception. Uh, And on the show, we'll talk some Wizards. Uh, They, on Monday night, got blasted a 126-107 loss to the Boston Celtics at Capital One Arena. You can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Email from Devin Bradley on the commander's loss to the Eagles, writes Devin. The commanders had more yards, fewer turnovers, more first downs, and more time of possession, and still lost. Uh, Thank you for the email. Devin, uh, all true. You know, this was the opposite of the 24-16 win at the Atlanta Falcons in Week 6. The commanders in that game got outdone in a number of key statistical categories, save for turnovers, and yet won that game. Uh, Email from Dave in Elkton, Maryland on Sam Howell and also on Ron Rivera. Writes Dave, I love your show and listen to it all of the time. Thank you, Dave. Continues Dave. I am still of the opinion that Sam Howell is the answer at quarterback. Sam should only get better. He has the same quality that I think many do not have. He makes big-time throws in critical spots. It's one of the things that I admired about Taylor Heineke. There have been some other big-name quarterbacks in the past who were not necessarily the most gifted talent-wise, but delivered in the big spots. The best example of this was Eli Manning. I was at the game on Sunday, along with 30,000 or so Eagles fans. It's Al Galling to to be this pessimistic. But I commented previously that I did not think that the change in ownership was going to be some magic bullet. We need another Joe Gibbs, a person who knows how to motivate people. Seems that Don Ron is not that guy. Not that he's terrible, but we have enough talent to where we should be better. Uh, Thank you for the email, David. You know, this has been a great debate with Washington for years. The team not being as good as we want it to be. Has that been more about talent 
or about coaching. Obviously, for years, we had the problem of ownership. But that aside, has the problem for Washington been more of a talent problem or a coaching problem? I do lean toward coaching, but I do wonder sometimes uh, if we, myself included, overrate the talent that the team has. But that said, I do think that there's enough talent on the commanders to where the team should be better than what it is, especially defensively. Uh, Email from Sterling Porter on the proper philosophical approach for the commanders moving forward. Right, Sterling. Al, unless something changes, I do not see us making the playoffs. And there will be a clean sweep in coaching and the front office this coming offseason. Do you think that the process is coming to our commanders? If Magic Johnson was not part owner, I would say yes for sure. However, with Magic on board, I know that he is just a minority owner, but I feel like he has enough influence to perhaps uh, make it so that the commanders do a reshape or a retool rather than a rebuild. Lastly, I'll say that the more that I watch this roster, the more that I think that we have few very good players and the rest are role players. We don't have that superstar player who scares other teams. This keeps us in the middle of the pack, which does give credence to a rebuild. But I think that Magic can help to attract top talent to the commanders. So do you think we should rebuild or reshape? As always, love the show. Keep up the good work. Uh, Thank you for the email, Sterling. Uh, So regarding Magic Johnson, uh, yes, he is one of the top limited partners in the Josh Harris group, certainly in terms of prominence. And yes, his opinion does matter. Uh, But Josh Harris is the managing partner. And so bottom line, what Josh wants is what happens. Uh, So if Josh Harris wants to green light the process for the commanders as he greenlit the process for the NBA team for which he is managing partner, the Philadelphia 76ers, then Josh can and will do that. Uh, As far as whether the commanders should rebuild or retool. So the answer is both because in the NFL, those two things are in a lot of ways the same thing. The NFL, because of the small sample size that is the regular season, because of non-guaranteed contracts, because injuries play such a vital role in which teams do and do not do well, is a league in which a bad team can become a good team quickly, much quicker than in MLB, the NBA, and the NHL. Those three leagues are leagues in which, generally speaking, you have multi-year rebuilds. The NFL is a league in which a rebuild that works does not have to take more than a year or two. The commander's next football operations regime, if it is truly good, can have the commander's good as soon as next season, especially if Sam Howell is the answer at quarterback. And I said if, okay, we still need to see more. But if he is the answer at quarterback, then that is a massive piece of the puzzle that is Washington being good again. Well, Good for Years has been the law firm of Paulson and Nace. Founded in 1979, Paulson and Nace is a Washington, D.C.-based family law firm dedicated to promoting the rights of seriously injured persons and their families. Paulson and Nace will fight for you and your family in a way that no other law firm will. You can call Paulson and Nace at 202-902-7611. And when you call, make sure that you tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, personal injury, birth injury, legal malpractice, and consumer protection cases offering aggressive advocacy for victims in Washington, D.C. and West Virginia. Paulson and Nace is widely respected throughout Washington, D.C. and West Virginia for the firm's accomplishments both in and out of courtrooms. Chris Nace and Matt Nace are 
dedicated trial attorneys who do not balk in the face of large insurance companies or well-known businesses that have had practices or products that are directly related to the root of your harm. Uh, Chris Nace in May was named the 2023 Barry J. Nace Trial Lawyer of the Year. Uh, This by the D.C. Trial Lawyers Association. Chris in July was elected as the parliamentarian of the American Association for Justice. And both Chris and Matt Nace in August were recognized by Best Lawyers in America for 2024. Why? Well, Paulson and Nace does not accept low settlement offers that benefit the people who cause clients harm more than the offers benefit the clients. This is because Paulson and Nace is not afraid to take a case to trial and That's because Paulson and Nace wins trials. Paulson and Nace has secured millions of dollars in verdict and settlement amounts for clients to better enable them to care for themselves and their families. If you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. Call Paulson and Nace at 202-902-7611. That's 202-902-7611. And when you call, make sure that you tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. You can also visit PaulsonAndNace.com. That's PaulsonAndNace.com. Just make sure that you tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace, if you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. Well, the expectation is that the commanders on this 2023 NFL trade deadline day will not be engaging in a fire sale. That come the deadline on Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, the commanders will not have made a bunch of trades. But that doesn't mean that the commanders will not be selling. There are seven significant commanders players to be thinking about as trade chips. Uh, All seven are set to be unrestricted free agents this coming offseason. The seven players are comprised of four defensive players and three offensive players. Uh, On defense, edge defenders Montez Sweat and Chase Young, safety Cameron Curl, and corner Kendall Fuller. On offense, receiver Curtis Samuel, running back Antonio Gibson, and quarterback Jacoby Brissett. Doesn't mean that there can't or won't be other commanders players traded, but these are the seven players who most strike me as potential viable trade chips for our football team. Uh, As I said on Monday's show, episode 688, the commanders need to be aggressive sellers. The team needs to sell and sell hard. Now, understand what I mean by that. The team needs to sell and sell hard on players who are set to be unrestricted free agents this coming offseason. I'm not advocating for the commanders to trade good players who are under contract beyond this season. I'm not calling for the team to trade receiver Terry McLaurin, for instance. What I am saying is the commanders this season are not doing well. Uh, They have an inordinate number of significant players who are set to be unrestricted free agents this coming offseason. The team is under new ownership that is almost certainly in the coming months going to drastically revamp football operations. The team by NFL rules can't franchise tag or transition tag all of these significant players who are set to be unrestricted free agents this coming offseason. And so the majority of these players will be hitting the open market. And any time that a player hits the open market, he becomes more likely to sign with a new team. And so the commanders in this season that from a one loss standpoint seems a near lock to at best be yet another mediocre season for a franchise mired in mediocrity for years now need to think 
big picture. Need to not just lose many slash most of these significant unrestricted free agents to be for next to nothing or nothing via free agency and need to be trying to get back some draft picks for these guys. Now, it may be that the trade markets for these guys aren't good. But what certainly seems to be the case is that the trade markets for Montez Sweat and Chase Young, at the very least, are good. Uh, A lot of reports regarding Montez and Chase in recent days. Commander's insider Ben Standing of The Athletic, a friend of this podcast, a man who will be on Wednesday's show, episode 690. Ben on Monday morning reported that per a source, one team for Montez Sweat had offered the Commanders a 2024 third-round pick that would turn into a 2024 second-round pick should Montez agree with that team on a contract extension. Uh, For the record, I absolutely would make that trade if I'm the Commanders. A second-round pick for Montez Sweat. Giddy up on that. You know, the Commanders are set to have a lot of salary cap space for next year. If the team can add some draft capital via a trade or trades, you're looking at the commander's next football operations regime taking over quite the situation. New ownership wanting to win, ample cap space, a healthy amount of draft capital. Not a bad situation at all. So all of this is what I think that the commanders should do. But what will they do? Uh, What are the commanders thinking? What are they going to be doing? Well, Uh, The team has, as you may have heard, a coach-centric approach. (laughs) Uh, The head coach, Ron Rivera, also is in charge of player personnel, and he also quite clearly is coaching for his job. We, on Monday afternoon, had Ron's day after the game press conference off his commanders falling to 3-5 and in this 2023 NFL regular season with the 38-31 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles at FedEx Field on Sunday afternoon. Here was Ron on the commanders as we approach the 2023 NFL trade deadline. Well, the biggest thing is I'm not going to discuss any of that. I mean, there's a lot of things that are going on throughout the league. And uh, once we get past tomorrow, we'll probably have something to talk about. Yeah, Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon did not say anything regarding the trade deadline. We later in the press conference had this exchange between Ben Standing and Ron. Uh, I won't ask you about any players or anything specific, but I think one thing that's everybody's fascinated by is, you know, you do have the two hats and how you approach this. You do have the, all these nine games mm-hmm. left, and there is this moment in time where it's a pretty critical moment. How do you process that for you? Like, how has it changed? Has it changed like your daily schedule or what you're thinking about more and more because the deadline is mm-hmm. here? Like I said, once we get past Tuesday, we'll probably have some answers to those questions for you. Okay. Yeah, Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon went into Belichick mode regarding the NFL trade deadline, appropriate given that the commanders are at head coach Bill Belichick's New England Patriots this Sunday afternoon at one. Another Belichickian answer from Ron on Monday afternoon. We had this exchange between Scott Abraham, sports anchor for 7 News DC and Ron. You've always, you've said this phrase a couple of times. You are what your record says you are. Absolutely. Right now you're three and five taking the glass half full approach what gives you optimism about this team in the coming weeks here well first of all I think the play of the quarterback it's something that we've um, you know we've talked about and I, I think when you start seeing the production that, that he's having uh, it's it's now time for for us to, to you know go out and do the things that we're capable of I, and I think we're more than capable I really do but again we haven't shown it and, and that's that's something that we as coaches have got to make sure we're, we're giving these guys every opportunity to be su- successful and then 
if that's the case, we had to go out and make sure we're executing properly. Yeah, you get the idea. The reporters at this press conference on Monday afternoon tried all kinds of things to get Ron Rivera to discuss what the commanders are thinking with this NFL trade deadline. We had this exchange between commanders insider Nikki Javala of the Washington Post and Ron. And hypothetically, if you only had three of your four current starting defensive linemen next weekend, who would step up? for that missing fourth piece, hypothetically. (laughs) Hypothetically, once we get there, I'll give you an answer. And so we shall wait for what Ron Rivera has to say about whatever the commanders do or do not do in terms of the NFL trade deadline. The most interesting aspect of what the commanders do with the trade deadline is at edge defender Montez Sweat and Chase Young. If the commanders feel like they have to choose to keep one and trade the other. What is the right call? All things being equal, I would keep Montez and trade Chase. Although, if I can get a second round pick for Montez, but just a third round pick for Chase, I'll take the second rounder for Montez. But Montez has been the steadier player. Montez has been the much more durable player. However, A, Chase is having a better season than Montez is having, and B, Chase has a higher upside than Montez has. I really wonder if Ron Rivera now regrets the commanders this past offseason not exercising the fifth-year option in Chase's rookie contract. But, you know, here we are with this commander's defensive line, led, of course, by four first-round picks, right? Interior defensive lineman Jonathan Allen, 2017 first-round pick. Interior defensive lineman Deron Payne, 2018 first-round pick. Montez Sweat, 2019 first-round pick. Chase Young, 2020 first round pick. The commanders have these four guys, and yet the team's defense this season has been a massive disappointment. Now, in fairness to the defensive line, it was a big part of the commanders in the loss to the Eagles stopping the run. The commanders held Eagles running backs DeAndre Swift and Kenneth Gainwell to combined 18 carries for 53 yards and a touchdown. That works out to a yards per carry of just 2.94, but the commanders' defensive line in the loss to the Eagles did not generate nearly enough of a pass rush, and that was a big part of Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts shredding the commanders. He went 29 29- 38 for 319 yards, four touchdowns and no interceptions, took just two sacks and quarterbacked an Eagles offense that went eight of 13 on third downs. Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon got asked about the commanders needing to have it be the case more often that both their defense and their offense play well in the same game. Here was his answer, and then you'll hear a follow-up back and forth with commanders insider John Kime of ESPN regarding the defensive line. Right. You know, well, with, with 10 more weeks left to play, we're going to take each week one at a time. I know I've said it and sound like a broken record, but that's the truth of the matter. Uh, we'll continue to work and try and get us to play complimentary football. I mean, that's the truth. I mean, it's just you continue to grow and work and develop. And, you know, as it goes, we'll see how it goes. How would you assess how the D-line has played this year? I think the D-line has had its moments. I mean, yesterday we held we held one of the uh, we, we held one of the top rushing teams in the, in the league to only 59 yards, um, you know, and and so you know that starts up front. Uh, we got good pressure on the quarterback. Um, we could have used a little bit more, obviously, especially in certain situations. So, you know, they, they've definitely have played solid at times, and they've had their moments. And you know, we've just got to be consistent more so than anything else. I was going to ask you, do you feel like they've played to the level that you had anticipated? Um, not consistently enough, you know. And again, I, 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 you see it, 
but you've got to see it all the time. And, and, and that's really the mark of, of it when it really comes together is that it's consistent. So Ron Rivera on whether the commander's defensive line this season has played to the level that he anticipated, quote, not consistently enough, end quote. And Ron is right about that. And here's the truth. Two fan favorites, John Allen and Deron Payne, neither guy has been great this season. For all of the talk about Chase Young and Montez Sweat and Montez Sweat and Chase Young and what they are and aren't doing, there to me has not been nearly enough talk about John and Duran, Duran and John and what they are and aren't doing. Uh, As for Curtis Samuel, so he is having a good season. You would think that he might have some trade value, but he now is hurt. Uh, Curtis played in the loss to the Eagles despite being questionable for the game due to a foot injury and despite having reportedly been a game-time decision for the game. However, he exited the game due to a toe injury. Not sure if that's the same as the foot injury. Uh, This was Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on Curtis Samuel. Just for the most part, uh, he was examined this morning, and and um, and the biggest thing they talked about was you know his foot soreness. Um, you know they're gonna they're gonna have him examined further and 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 treat him further, and hopefully you know it'll it'll subside and and, and settle down a little bit. But yeah, Curtis started off really strong for us yesterday. Yes, he did. Uh, Curtis Samuel in the loss to the Eagles, four receptions for 22 yards on four targets, and he drew a penalty uh, in playing on just 19 percent of the commander's offensive snaps. He drew a penalty on the commander's first offensive drive was the opening drive of the game. Uh, did result in a first quarter punt, but the sixth snap of the drive on a third and two for the commanders at their 44, Curtis drew a four-yard defensive pass interference penalty by corner Eli Ricks for a commander's first down. Well, if the commanders do make any trades in the lead up to the 2023 NFL trade deadline, we certainly hope that the team makes good deals and you can get great deals on home and auto insurance from BMC Insurance. If you are not happy with what you're paying for home and auto insurance, do yourself a favor, get with BMC Insurance. Stop overpaying for home and auto insurance. Check out BMC Insurance. Go to insurancebmc.com. You'll be put in touch with the owner and president, Matt Brooks, a loyal listener of this podcast. And make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. BMC Insurance, it offers home insurance, auto insurance, and also small business insurance in Maryland, Virginia, Washington, D.C., and North Carolina. BMC Insurance is an independent insurance agency, meaning that it has many, as in dozens, of insurance carriers it works with to make sure that clients are always paying competitive rates. What's especially great about BMC Insurance is that it has relationships with its clients. BMC Insurance is a trusted advisor for your insurance needs. BMC Insurance continues to work with clients after sales. It has team members who actually shop clients' insurance every year when they renew. And BMC Insurance does this proactively so that you don't have to. BMC Insurance will save you time and money. And perhaps most telling, BMC Insurance's client retention rates historically are much higher than industry averages. You see, when people get BMC Insurance, they stay with BMC Insurance. Don't get gouged on your home and auto insurance. Check out BMC Insurance. Go to insurancebmc.com. Talk to my guy, Matt Brooks, and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. And BMC Insurance does offer small business insurance. So if you're looking for general liability, workers' comp, or commercial auto insurance, BMC Insurance can help. Visit insurancebmc.com. That's insurancebmc.com. And make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you.
Hey, please consider following the podcast if you're not already doing that. Following the podcast is free, costs you nothing. Uh, If you have an iPhone, you can follow the podcast simply by tapping the plus sign in the upper right corner on the page listing the recent episodes of this podcast. You know, it is a shame. It is disappointing. It is frustrating that the commanders are just three and five. Washington got off its first two and oh start to a regular season since 2011, and yet the team since that two and oh start is just one and five and has the fourth worst point differential in the NFC at minus 57. But here's how I look at this commander season. And I tweeted this. I posted this on X on Monday morning. Sam Howell is giving Washington its most promising quarterback play since you know who (laughs) was the team's QB1 from the 2015 season through the 2017 season. Uh, Do not worry. I will not say his name so as not to trigger people in all kinds of ways. Although, you know who, uh, who had been a pillar of durability, uh, now very sadly is done for the season due to a torn right Achilles. But anyway, Sam Howell is giving Washington its most promising quarterback play since you know who was the team's QB1 from the 2015 season through the 2017 season. We do need to see more from Sam. It is too early to declare anything about him. But if the commanders emerge from this season with Sam Howell having proven himself as a potential franchise quarterback, then this commander season is a success regardless of the team's record, regardless of the team's defense being a disappointment, regardless of who gets fired, etc. If the team comes out of this season at least being able to say, yeah, we got a quarterback. And while one season does not make a franchise quarterback, this guy may well be a franchise quarterback. Then heck yeah, this commander season is is a success regardless of anything else. Sam Howell in the 38-31 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles at FedEx Field on Sunday afternoon had one of the best games that any Washington quarterback has had in years. He went 39 of 52 for 397 yards, four touchdowns, and an interception. And that was a bad interception, no doubt. He also had a fumble, uh, but he took just one sack. It was the one sack that resulted in the fumble uh, that the commanders did recover. But Sam in this game also had three carries for 11 yards, including two fourth quarter runs for first downs. Uh, He quarterbacked a commander's offense that went seven of 12 on third downs. And he did all of this against an Eagles team that for this regular season through week seven ranked number 10 in the NFL in total defense per DVOA. Sam's 397 passing yards on Sunday afternoon were the most passing yards by a Washington quarterback in a game since you know who (laughs) threw for 449 yards at a 31-26 loss at the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving 2016. The year, in case you don't know, is 2023. Not since 2016 had a Washington quarterback done what Sam did this past Sunday afternoon. And what Sam did this past Sunday afternoon was part of what was, to me, the commander's best offensive performance of this season so far. Uh, One game after the team's hideous offensive performance in the 14-7 loss at the New York Giants in Week 7, the commander's offense was outstanding. The commanders on Sunday afternoon in facing this very good Eagles defense averaged a terrific 6.84 yards per play. Heck, Hunter Tressway, he had just two punts the entire game. 
This was head coach Rod Rivera during his day after the game press conference on Monday afternoon on the commander's offense in this loss to the Eagles. Well, I think one of the things is coming into the game, I thought game plan was, was really good for the, for the things that they do and how we wanted to approach it. And then I thought they, for the most part, executed the way we needed to. You know, Sam got the ball out quickly. A lot of good decisions as far as those things were concerned. It's really good route running. Um, I thought the protection was outstanding. Um, you know, we had a, we had a couple of little glitches. Uh, and unfortunately, that we did give up one sack. Um, that was a tough one, too, just because of the situation. Um, but for the most part, I thought his decision making was good. I thought his delivery was where it needed to be. He was close a couple of times on a couple of really nice shots that were downfield. Uh, I liked the fact that he chose to take a couple of shots too. That was good. Um, but the ball placement on, on, on some of the touchdown passes were outstanding. And uh, you know, again, it, his um, his command out there was really good. You know, he he checked a couple times, uh, made some good decisions on those as well, and did a really nice job of getting the ball out of his hand on those decisions as well. Yes, he did. You know, Ron Rivera began that cut talking about the commander's offensive game plan. And yeah, assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, EB, uh, he called a very good game on Sunday afternoon. Also, Ron in that cut called the commander's pass protection on Sunday afternoon, quote, outstanding, end quote. Uh, the commander's incredibly allowed just one sack off having allowed at least four sacks in each of the team's first seven games of this regular season. And this was despite facing an Eagles team that for this regular season through week seven ranked 11 in the NFL in team sack percentage at 8.28 and ranked tied for third in the NFL in sacks with 24. Uh, Rod Rivera on Monday afternoon on why the commander's offense in this loss to the Eagles was so good. Um, I think because we, we, we were able to get out and, uh, and execute it. I think one of the big things that really stood out was the protections. Um, I thought Tyler did a really nice job of, of, of setting the setting the protections. Um, I thought one of the things that really went well, um, you know, Chris Paul got his opportunity and he was very stout at the point. He really was. Both he and Tyler, I thought, really held the point very nicely. What that allowed was it allowed for for um, for Sam to, to hitch up and step into the throws. And and, and those I think you you really see um, on the velocity of the ball that he threw and the windows he threw the ball into. I mean, they were very well delivered. The Commanders revamped offensive line for the loss to the Eagles. Chris Paul as the new starting left guard. Tyler Larson as the new starting center. Chris Paul had been inactive for each of the Commanders' first seven games of this regular season. The Commanders on Saturday afternoon announced having placed left guard Sadiq Charles on the reserve injured list due to his problematic calf, which he re-injured in the loss at the Giants. And Tyler Larson, he started at center over a benched Nick Gates. And boy, was it telling to hear Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon noon in talking Tyler Larson bring up the protections. As you may recall, we last week in discussing the six sacks of Sam Howell in the loss at the Giants talked about poor protection calls having been a big problem for the commanders in that game. Protection calls can be on a quarterback or on a center. Whether Sam or Nick Gates was to blame for the poor protection calls in the loss at the Giants, we did not know. Well, now it would appear that we do know Nick Gates was the culprit. Uh, This was Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on whether the commander's offensive success in the loss to the Eagles can serve as a template moving forward. Oh, absolutely. That's what I've always seen. I've always thought that that's, you know, that's where we're headed. Um, You know, and a lot of it comes from just 
you know, like I told you guys when, when I was trying to decide where we wanted to go with a coordinator, looking at things that, that they, they were doing in Kansas City during their playoff run. Um, and that is what really kind of led me in that direction. And, and, and yesterday was a good example of it. We saw it the first time we played, uh, we played Philadelphia. Uh, we saw it in moments of other games. Um, but we've got to get consistent there. Um, and, and again, you've got to play complementary football. And you've got to play complementary um, offense, defense, and special teams in terms of, of on um, you know each one of those groups. You know, defensively, it's got to be complementary in terms of stopping the run in the pass. Um, and the pass rush has to complement each other with the coverage and stuff like that, and so on and so on for for offense, defense, and special teams as well. So that's what we're working towards: is, is, is being consistent and complementary. And that's the thing. It's great that the commander's offense looked as good as it looked on Sunday afternoon. But now what? This team has not been close to consistent on offense or defense this season. And that's why the team is three and five. We on Monday afternoon had this exchange between Scott Abraham, sports anchor for 7 News DC and Ron Rivera. You've, always, you've said this phrase a couple of times. You are what your record says you are. Absolutely. Right now you're three and five taking the glass half full approach what gives you optimism about this team in the coming weeks here well first of all I think the play of the quarterback it's something that we've um, you know we've talked about and I, I think when you start seeing the production that, that he's having uh, it's it's now time for for us to, to you know go out and do the things that we're capable of I, and I think we're more than capable I really do but again we haven't shown it and and that's that's something that we as coaches have got to make sure we're, we're giving these guys every opportunity to be su- successful and then if that's the case we got to go out and make sure we're executing properly Rod Rivera right there firing up the Sam Howell card uh I on episode 684 talked at length about it the Sam Howell card, uh, what is the latest addition to what I call Ronnie's, the language of Ron Rivera. You see, Ron these days, when in doubt, talks about Sam Howell, invokes the name Sam Howell. Uh, But, you know, that doesn't mean that Ron is wrong with what he said right there. Sam Howell is a reason for optimism. And I say that fully understanding that we still need to see a lot more from Sam before we can say anything with certainty. Uh, hey, you now can have certainty regarding whether you're getting the best possible deals on tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater. The Game Time app. Do yourself a favor. Download the Game Time app and use the promo code ALGALDI for $20 off your first purchase. The Game Time app is the best way of going about getting tickets. You see, GameTime offers great deals on last-minute tickets and has a best price guarantee. So you don't have to worry if you're truly going about getting tickets in the best possible way. The GameTime guarantee means that you'll always get the best price because if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. What's also great about GameTime is how easy it makes searching for tickets. You can search by team, venue, or artist. Uh, I was just on GameTime looking at tickets for Commander's Games, a lot of good deals, and the seating chart next to the listed tickets made figuring out what exactly I'd be getting easy. Also, GameTime is the app for last-minute ticket deals. You don't have to plan months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. GameTime also offers flash deals on tickets, and tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. GameTime is the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country. Find out why. Get 
the tickets without the stress with Game Time, which is offering a special deal for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Here's what to do. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code ALGALDI for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code ALGALDI for $20 off your first purchase. Download the Game Time app and use that promo code ALGALDI. Game Time, last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, we all love the NFL, and we all love pizza. So make Little Caesars part of your NFL game day. Little Caesars is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. Order online during Little Caesars Pizza Pizza pregame, which is one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday. You can pick your favorite Little Caesars pizza. You can pick the toppings that you crave, kind of like picking players for your fantasy team, only with Little Caesars pizza you never lose. And Little Caesars offers convenient delivery as well as the in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. Little Caesars Pizza Pizza. More now on the Commanders, including from head coach Rod Rivera's day after the game press conference on Monday afternoon off the 38-31 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles at FedEx Field on Sunday afternoon, a game in which the Commanders defense was terrible. Uh, No play to me was worse than the touchdown reception by Eagles receiver Devontae Smith. On a fourth quarter second and 10 for the Eagles at the Commanders 38, the Commanders had a major busted coverage, leaving Smith wide open for a super easy 38-yard shotgun touchdown pass by quarterback Jalen Hurts to Smith. Corner Danny Johnson was aligned over Smith in the slot before the snap, but hung back as Smith just uh, blew by Johnson, and the ensuing extra point tied the game at 24. Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on what the heck happened on that play. No, that that more than anything else is just making sure it gets communicated. That that one was, you know, that one was one that that we shouldn't have missed. We really shouldn't have. And, and again, we just got to make sure we get it in out there in plenty of time, which I, I felt we did. But again, there's you know there's a communication that has to be connected. 
Yeah, and for whatever reason, the communication was not connected. And how and why a play like that happens with this commander's defense is one of the many maddening aspects of this commander's defense, which has been such a disappointment. Uh, Corner Emmanuel Forbes Jr., he in his second game back from his benching, again, did not play much. He and this loss to the Eagles played on just 8% of the commander's defensive snaps, a total of just five snaps. But he somehow, multiple times, <laughs> wound up on the best receiver on the planet right now, A.J. Brown, on a second quarter, third and 11 for the Eagles at the commander's 23. Emmanuel Forbes got beat by A.J. Brown in man-to-man coverage on a 20-yard shotgun completion by Jalen Hurts to Brown, who abused Forbes with a stutter step. What the heck was Forbes doing on Brown? And then on a third quarter, third and seven for the Eagles at the Commanders 25, the Commanders gave up a 25-yard shotgun touchdown pass by Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown, who made the catch despite being covered by both Emmanuel Forbes and defensive back Quan Martin. And also on the play was safety Cameron Curl being guilty of an illegal contact penalty, but that penalty was declined. It was in the Commanders 34-31 overtime loss at the Eagles in week four, in which Forbes for Pro Football Focus was targeted 13 times and gave up nine catches for 197 yards. So much of that was courtesy of A.J. Brown. Ron Rivera on Monday afternoon on how it wound up that Emmanuel Forbes was on AJ Brown. Yeah, that that that's going to happen. You know, they're they're going to they're going to move their their people around and put them in position. I mean, you, you can't hide people in this league. They'll find you. And and when they do, you'd love to have, you know, some sort of double coverage. And again, you've got to take your hat off to like you said, probably the the guy playing the best uh, best in the NFL right now as a as a receiver. He is, but geez, could Ron Rivera and defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio have not done a better job to avoid the matchup that not a single Commanders fan on the planet wanted to see? Emmanuel Forbes versus A.J. Brown, especially considering that Forbes played on just five defensive snaps the entire game. Five defensive snaps the entire game, and yet multiple defensive snaps resulted in Forbes being matched up on Brown. And by the way, Quan Martin also played on just five defensive snaps on Sunday afternoon. The Commanders' top two picks in the 2023 NFL Draft. First round pick, Emmanuel Forbes. Second round pick, Quan Martin. Each played on a grand total of five defensive snaps on Sunday afternoon. We on Monday afternoon had this exchange between Commanders insider Nikki Javala of the Washington Post and Ron Rivera. Um, if you've had a chance to go back and look at the film with Emmanuel, I know you only had a handful of snaps, but did you see improvement in the technique things that you've talked about? Or We did for the most part, but the hard part obviously was, you know, w- there was the touchdown throw. I mean, we have we have some questions that we'd like to get answered about, you know, the particular play, but, you know, he's working at it, he's getting better, and he's just got to continue to work. Yes, he does. Uh, what about what ended up being one of the key plays in this commander's loss to the Eagles? On a third quarter, fourth and four for the Eagles at the commander's 45, the commanders gave up a 17-yard shotgun completion by Jalen Hurts to Devontae Smith, who certainly appeared to have not made the catch, but the pass was ruled as a completion, and the commanders did not challenge the play. The drive resulted in Jalen Hurts' third quarter 25-yard shotgun touchdown pass to A.J. Brown. We on Monday afternoon had this exchange between Commanders insider Ben Standing of The Athletic and Ron Rivera. 
the replay situation you talked about mm-hmm. a little bit after the game. What we may have asked you this at some point in, during your time here, but what, what's the process that you guys have in place? You know, who's up in the booth? Who's talk? Who are you right. talking we, to? Well, up in the booth, you know, obviously what we're we're hoping to get is a look. Okay, we'd love to see the replay and and love to see it out there quickly. Um, what you don't want to do is get in a situation where we were in, and that is we didn't get a chance to get a look. If you throw the flag and you're wrong, you lose it. And so we're we're trying to decide. We know how important having having the uh, the challenges are. We know how important having the time timeouts are out. And when you know there's really nothing that's definitive, it's hard to to make that decision appropriately. And and just who's in your ear in that time? I we mean, have people who- upstairs that are in my ear. <laughs> okay, got it. So, Ron Rivera, not wanting to name names uh, in terms of the process by which the commanders decide on whether to challenge plays. Know this, uh, Ken Zampezi has the title of the commander's senior offensive advisor slash game management. In theory, it is uh, Ken Zampezi who is at least among those involved in the process by which the commanders decide on whether to challenge plays. Although, the commander's quarterbacks coach, Tavita Pritchard, he was not with the team for this loss to the Eagles due to an unspecified reason. And so Zampezi assumed all of Pritchard's game day responsibilities, as it was Zampezi who was Washington's quarterbacks coach the previous three seasons. So who exactly was involved in the commander's not challenging that fourth down reception by Devontae Smith? We don't know. But here's the bottom line. Not challenging a play that absolutely should have been challenged is bad, really bad. And I get that an NFL sideline during a game is chaotic. And I get that these NFL games do move quickly. But you know what? (laughs) It's your job as the head coach getting paid millions of dollars per year to navigate this chaos, to navigate this speed of the game, to manage the chaos, to manage this speed of the game, and to make sound, smart tactical in-game decisions. It's your job as the head coach getting paid millions of dollars per year to have a system in place that prevents what happened on Sunday afternoon from ever happening. You not challenging a play that absolutely should have been challenged. Uh, What do you think the commander's managing partner, Josh Harris, thinks about that? Josh Harris, a man of process and strategy, Uh, looking at this and saying to himself, my head coach doesn't have a proper process in place, a process that prevents what happened on Sunday afternoon from happening. Uh, I want to highlight the commander's rushing offense in the loss to the Eagles. Uh, The commander's very good offense in the game was not just about their passing offense. Their very good offense in the game also was about their rushing offense. Brian Robinson Jr. in the game had 10 carries for 59 yards and had two receptions for 20 yards on two targets and playing on 49% of the commander's offensive snaps. Antonio Gibson in the game had two carries for 14 yards and had five receptions for 28 yards on five targets and playing on 51% of the commander's offensive snaps. So the commander's top two running backs in this loss to the Eagles combined for 12 carries for 73 yards. Not a lot of volume, obviously, but 12 carries for 73 yards works out to a yards per carry of six Point zero eight. That's outstanding, especially considering how good the Eagles defense 
has been this season. Uh, some big runs by Robinson and Gibson on Sunday afternoon. Robinson on the commander's second offensive drive had a really big run. Uh, this was a three-play 62-yard drive uh, resulted in quarterback Sam Howell's first quarter, first and 10, 26-yard shotgun play action touchdown pass to receiver Terry McLaurin. The second snap of the drive on a second and three for the commanders at their 45. Robinson, a 29-yard shotgun handoff run on a delayed handoff. Uh, Robinson on the commander's ninth offensive drive had two nice runs to begin the drive. Uh, The drive did result in a fourth quarter turnover on downs, but the first snap of the drive, first and 10 for the commanders at their 25. Robinson, a 10-yard under center handoff run. Second snap of the drive, first and 10 for the commanders at their 35. Robinson, a seven-yard shotgun handoff run. And Gibson on Sunday afternoon had some nice runs, including one on the commander's seventh offensive drive, which resulted in Sam Howell's fourth quarter, third and goal, 70-yard shotgun touchdown pass to tight end Logan Thomas. The fifth snap of the drive, the third to last snap of the third quarter on a first and 10 for the commanders at the Eagles 48. Gibson had an eight-yard under center handoff run. Now, very interestingly, running back Chris Rodriguez Jr. in the loss to the Eagles did not play on a single offensive snap. So, so much for Rodriguez getting a bigger role. Remember, he in the 14-7 loss at the New York Giants in Week 7 had seven carries for 31 yards despite playing on just 13% of the commander's offensive snaps. He in that game had one fewer carry than Brian Robinson had despite Robinson playing on 49% of the commander's offensive snaps. But Rodriguez in this loss to the Eagles did not play on a single offensive snap. Uh, Speaking of not playing, how about what the commanders in the loss to the Eagles had at tight end? Uh, So the teams at TE1, Logan Thomas had a nice game, six receptions for 44 yards and a touchdown on eight targets. He did commit a second quarter 15-yard low block penalty, but that was a bad call. He played on 74% of the commander's offensive snaps. John Bates, he had one reception, but it was for 17 yards, uh, was only targeted once. He played on 47% of the commander's offensive snaps. Cole Turner was a healthy inactive. The commanders for this game went with Alex Arma over Cole Turner. The team this past Saturday afternoon announced having signed Arma from the practice squad to the active roster. Now, Arma on Sunday afternoon played on just 8% of the commander's offensive snaps. He was not targeted in the passing game. But, you know, the commanders continued to not get much from Cole Turner. And look, uh, Cole Turner was taken in the fifth round of the 2022 NFL draft. So it's not like he's some top 10 pick, but there was a good bit of hype for Turner these last two off seasons. And yet he over 17 career NFL regular season games has just 10 receptions on 21 targets. Uh, Curtis Hodges, by the way, he for the loss to the Eagles was inactive for the eighth time in eight games for the Commanders this regular season. And remember, the Commanders do remain without Armani Rodgers. He has been on the reserve injured list since July 25th due to an Achilles injury that he suffered on May 23rd, uh, what was the team's first day of OTA practices for the 2023 offseason. Well, hopefully Armani, while he's recovering from his Achilles injury, is at least not having any problems getting a good shape. He has enough to be worried about right now. But I tell you what, if Armani is having trouble getting a good shave, he needs to get with Manscaped, and he needs to take advantage of a special offer for listeners of this podcast. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code GALDI for 20% off plus free shipping. My friends at Manscaped 
have something new for you, The Handyman. Uh, The Handyman is the best electric shaver ever, featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology. The Handyman is designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Uh, And here's a special treat with no trick for this Halloween season. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code GALDI. My last name, G-A-L-D-I, Galdi, for 20% off plus free shipping. We've all dealt with bad razors that uh, make your neck look like a horror movie. Uh, What's great about The Handyman is that its skin-safe technology helps to reduce nicks and cuts, so you can finally feel confident when going for that close shave. And if you are a beard guy, Manscaped has the Beard Hedger, uh, which is a high-tech beard grooming piece of excellence (laughs) that offers 20 different beard lengths and just one guard and has a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. Whatever your shaving needs, Manscaped has you covered. Don't settle for mediocrity with your shaving. Get with Manscaped and take advantage of this special offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code GALDI for 20% off plus free shipping. That's manscaped.com, promo code GALDI for 20% off plus free shipping. Well, the Wizards on Monday night suffered a second blowout loss in three games this NBA regular season. They fell to 1-2 with a 126-107 loss to the Boston Celtics at Capital One Arena. Uh, The Wizards are rebuilding. The Celtics are contending. Uh, This result was not surprising, although, boy, you'd like to see the Wizards at least be a little more competitive. Uh, The Wizards in this game never held a lead. They lost the first quarter 42-19. They, in the third quarter, trailed by 37 points at 108-71. The Wizards did win the fourth quarter, 32-18. But the Wizards in that first quarter that they lost, 42-19, allowed the former Wizard, Chris Damps Porzingis, to go 5-6 on twos and 0-1 on threes and score 10 points. And the Wizards in that first quarter got ripped by Jalen Brown, who went Four of five on threes and two of four on twos and had 16 points and four rebounds. The Wizards for the game allowed Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to combine for 69 points and go a combined 12 of 22 on threes. The Wizards in this game got smashed. Uh, They were without Daniel Gafford. He did not play in the game due to a sprained left ankle. And so Bilal Koulibaly made his first NBA regular season start. He in 27 minutes, 51 seconds as a starter went just one of six on threes. Did go three of six on twos. He finished with nine points, five rebounds, and two blocks. Uh, Also, the Wizards remained without Landry Shamit due to a toe fracture on his left foot. But the Wizards being without Daniel Gafford resulted in Kyle Kuzma being the Wizards' starting center. Now, positions don't really matter in the NBA anymore, but the Wizards are a small team to begin with. No Gafford on Monday night meant that Kuzma was the starting center. He did have a decent game. He, in just 26 minutes, 20 seconds as a starter, scored 21 points at five rebounds and four assists versus two turnovers. He went three of six on threes and six of nine on twos. This was Kuzma during his post-game press conference on Monday night. We may lose a ton of games this year, but it can't be like that. You know, I think for us, we need to find our competitive spirit within all of this. Like, you know, 
like everyone's talking about development and growing guys, but at the same time, it's not about like, you know, handing it to people. Like you need to come out and, and compete, be competitive, play for one another. And then, you know, we kind of go from there. So. How about that from Kyle Kuzma at the beginning of that cut? Quote, we may lose a ton of games this year, but it can't be like that. End quote. We may lose a ton of games this year. He's right. Uh, The Wizards may lose a ton of games this year. Probably will lose a ton of games this year. It's just not often uh, that you hear an athlete be that honest about a rebuild. Uh, Next up for the Wizards at the Atlanta Hawks Wednesday night at 7.30. I've been telling you about Underdog Fantasy for weeks now. Did you know that Underdog Fantasy is great, not just for fantasy football, but also fantasy basketball? Uh, Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports, and it is offering a limited-time enhanced special offer to listeners of the Al Galdi podcast, a deposit match of up to $500 for all new customers who sign up with the promo code GALDI, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI. Check out underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app. Underdog Fantasy offers a pick'em games by which you can win up to 20 times on your money in one day and offers a pick'em insurance, which gives you a little wiggle room if you're not as confident in an entry. And when it comes to season-long fantasy, Underdog Fantasy offers a zero-stress scenario of no waivers, no trades, even no lineup setting. We all know that playing fantasy sports can be really time-consuming. Well, Underdog Fantasy removes the time consumption but keeps the fun and the potential to win money and take advantage of the free money if you sign up now with the promo code GALDI. My last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI, Underdog Fantasy, will double your first deposit with up to $500 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of at least $10. So if you deposit $500, you get $500 for free. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code GALDI. Check out underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app and use the promo code GALDI. Must be 18 or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and must be present in a state in which underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. And in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can hit me up on X at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Wednesday show, episode 690. We'll include a lot for you on the commander's in-depth reaction to and analysis of whatever they do or do not do. Uh, On Tuesday, what is 2023 NFL trade deadline day, the deadline on Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. And also on Wednesday's show, I'll chat with Commander's Insider Ben Standing of The Athletic for his insight on whatever the commanders do or do not do on Tuesday. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I'll talk to you on Wednesday. How would you assess how the D-line has played this year? I was going to ask you, do you feel like they've played to the level that you had anticipated? Um, Not consistently enough. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.